I'm Angelique Rocher, and this is Marvel's Voices. Lyrica Okano is right now playing Nico Minaru on Marvel's Runaways and is also an actress as well as just an amazing performer. Lyrica Okano has had a very extensively interesting life for where she's at, like from the fact that she did rhythmic gymnastics, was homeschooled, decided she wanted to be closer to her culture and moved over to Japan and went to high school there and then moved back. But even before that, had an interest in performing arts and really enjoyed acting and then deciding that she wanted to make that into a career. Like, it's pretty incredible what she has done thus far in her life and this breakout role that she's had as Nico Minaru and really being able to bring what has been a comic book character to life. This is my third time interviewing Lyrica, which I think is very interesting because each different time, not only has she just been lovely and amazing and warm and kind and just You can tell that she really loves the character she plays, that she really loves her cast members, that she really loves the story of Marvel's Runaways. But the other thing is that she's just always been totally cool, really laid back, and fun to talk to. This is Lyrico Okano's story. And you really, like, you really care. Yeah. Yeah, and you're really genuinely curious, right? Because Mm -hmm. I love telling people stories and you have a pretty cool story yeah like i guess so yeah well it's different when you're yeah, it, we're on the inside when you're living the story yeah. <laughs> but th- i guess that's true i have i have gone to many different schools in the city and then just at one point stopped going to school for yeah. different reasons and yeah i guess that is pretty different and you actually went to school in japan at some point right i did for two years that was a trip how was that that wasn't that was um i mean japan's great but like it's just a huge culture difference. Like, there's no way. I went to Japan thinking that, like, I just never felt like I fit in here in the U.S. And then I just felt like, you know, I was bullied growing up for being the only Asian girl in my class. Huh. So, and then I had to homeschool for gymnastics. And then um, after I quit gymnastics, I was like, I need to learn social skills. I can't, like, I can't even look at people in the eyes anymore and, like, not have a panic attack so I need to l- learn that mm. for myself so I I thought hmm maybe I can persuade my parents to let me go to school in Japan since I hate it here so much um, and then they let me and then I went to like a normal high school in Kyoto which is like the original capital city of of Japan mm-hmm. so they're super traditional and um, yeah it was it was awful I didn't have family there so I went through like a huge culture shock and also people could pick up on the fact that like, yes, I speak Japanese fluently, but I'm not really Japanese Yeah, to you, my core. Yeah, because you grew up here. Yeah, and it's just like the mannerisms and obviously like different philosophies on things and it's just, so yeah, I still ended up feeling alone there and then I got my GED in Japan and then came back to New York and just was like, ah, oh, I guess it doesn't matter where I am at the end of the day if I'm comfortable with who I am then. That's all that really matters. Who cares what other people think? We just made a discovery here on Marvel's oh. Voices. <laughs> no, but that's really cool. Like both of your parents came here actually to be artists. Yeah. So um, my mom was into pop music, and my dad was into rock music, and they they each had their own bands. 
and uh, they fell in love in Japan, and they got married there, and then they decided they've always wanted to go to New York because obviously the music scene here is just On the point. best. Yeah. And my dad was like a huge Velvet Underground fan, and like he forgot about the fact that they were long gone by then. But um, he came with with my mom to New York, and then and then had me, and then things kind of changed for them. Then they had to get actual jobs and feed me. So. I can't imagine what your house would be because you've got two parents who are artists, yeah, but also have gone this different career track. Yeah, my mom's a hacker now. She's um she's IT tech for like a huge Japanese bank in the city, and she just knows how to hack things. So um I grew up just having to watch my back and making sure that I wasn't like <laughs> texting or searching weird things on the web on my phone because I knew my mom could you know be watching at any time. I also feel like this was channeled in your work on the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, 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 but my mom is in no way like Tina. Like, you know, my mom just knows how to, she just wants to watch me from afar and like, mm. she never gets in my business, but like. She's supportive of you. Oh yeah, I got really lucky. Um, Cause like they were both artists. So, you know, that was their dream. And then they had me and then luckily for them, I, I guess I was also into the arts like I was always driven by dance and like gymnastics and art and music so yeah as soon as they found out that I was um gifted in gymnastics they had me do that full-time let me quit school do homeschool and got onto the national team with that and then afterwards I was like I was injured and also I missed food and friends so I I quit gymnastics I quit homeschooling and I was like I made a decision for myself that I need to try to be like other people and go to school again. So where does acting come into all of this? Well, at when I was seven, something strange happened. I think I was in, I had a classmate who, was, who I was friends with, and she was also Asian American. Um, and then she and I were supposed to have a play date this one day, but she instead was like, oh, my mom, my mom told me about this audition. There's like this huge open casting call in Chinatown for that movie, Memoirs of a Geisha. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know if I'm saying the title right, but I think that's what it was called. And so I went along with her, and then my mom noticed that like everyone that was auditioning were like young Asian girls, and I am one. So she was like, "Why don't you just go in there? Like you, we have time. You should just just do it." And then they afterwards they kept calling me back, and then I made it to like screen test for them in L.A. Met Rob Marshall tested thought I would get the part didn't and then that's ever since then it's been kind of like on and off luckily god this is so complicated but when I was 14 I got hooked up with um my managers and my agents and um when I quit homeschooling I and decided that I wanted to move to Japan I told them that I also wanted to quit acting because I just really wanted to do school and, and make friends and all that. Just be normal for a second. Just be normal for a second. And mm. then um, I was 19, came back to New York and realized that, oh, I miss acting. Like I want to actually, I think that's that's my thing. I think that's something that I'm supposed to actually do. I think somehow they found out that I moved back here and they were just like, do you want to give this another shot? So I got really lucky. They were really, really gracious with that and they let me try again. And here you are. And here I am. Season two. I know life is so weird. Yeah, well, and you know we were we were talking earlier because this is not this is not our first time sitting in chairs no, and talking. No, um, but you're a Funko Pop man. Right? I know. That's My almost is that surreal? 
it's so surreal that it I don't know how I feel like I it's just like it, there's just no way to process that I don't think I'll ever process it my mom has like two or three of the Nico Funko Pops and also has like all the characters from the Runaways Funko Pops as well. Has a whole altar dedicated to Nico. Yeah, she's a huge fan. Not you, Nico. Yeah, I mean, she has a few <laughs> headshots like on the walls and stuff, but like Nico is her girl. Yeah, yeah. But I also think it's really cool because you have the opportunity and I know you've you've said this in past interviews is like, we don't always, as women color, get to see those kind of examples Hardly, on no. screen. No, yeah, and sucks. <laughs> you get to be a Japanese American actress on screen. I know, isn't that bizarre? I mean, it sucks that it is bizarre, but like, I just never really thought that it'd be a possibility. It, it wasn't even a dream for me to be a Japanese American superhero on a Marvel show because it just never occurred that that was a thing, unfortunately. But Thank goodness for Marvel. You guys are doing something, right? I mean, because anybody can be a superhero. Anybody. That's the whole point. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think, like in your own words, because I'm sure people have already like written numerous articles about it and like they've they've done these lovely flowery articles about the importance of representation right. in the Asian American community. But for you, like for you, why do you think that's so important? Well, I just think about how I felt as, you know, a kid growing up, um, looking and watching all kinds of movies and TV shows and just never finding the one that I could feel like I could relate to. And and I just, you know, I, I, I grew up thinking that was normal. And I was like, well, I guess that's just that's just how it's going to be. And then I, I don't know, having this awesome opportunity to play someone like Nico with such a complex backstory. And it's I, I don't even know how to process it. It's just, yeah, I just try to play her as honestly as I can. And and there's a lot of elements uh, to Nico that are very similar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just try to play her as truthfully as possible, yeah. So how much Nico is Lyrica? How much Lyrica is Nico? Because I feel like there's a line, but I also feel like... Yeah, I, I think... Um, I I feel like when I was 16... Nico and I were like 80%, like we were actually pretty similar. Like I also had this thing about control because mm-hmm. I felt so like I was out of control with all of my feelings and what was happening in my life at that time with, you know, quitting gymnastics and just not knowing where I was supposed to be and like trying to find my way in Japan and not having that work out either. I was just so I was confused. So I used makeup as a way to control my image or my feelings or that was just my one way of expressing myself. So I would spend like like three hours, I would get up three hours before I go to school just to put my face on and face the world. So I totally understand Nico's process when it comes to that. Like, I get it. Nico feels like she doesn't understand, you know, all of her emotions and she feels so much and she doesn't feel like she has anybody to go to. So she's created this whole mask for herself and and she relies on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Wow, no, and you never really think about it because like, I went to all girls Catholic school. Oh, and so everybody wore the same thing right. every single day. Yeah, and there was also a very small population of girls of color. Mm. Um, and I remember my hair was that thing. 
So by the time I got to senior year of high school, my hair was probably not in a very strange way because they would have made me go change it, but it was four different natural colors. So it was like black, blue, black, a little bit of red, and there was like little tinges of blonde in it because I'd found a way to like express myself through my hair yeah. mm-hmm. and just like where it was shaped, where it was cut, like right. how it was done because it was that thing that you had that you could, you have it some was your control thing. over. Yeah. And so it's really interesting kind of seeing that and really thinking about Nico in that way and that yeah. her hair and her style was kind of how... It's not just an aesthetic. It's not just because, well, I mean, it certainly helps that our show is run by Josh and Stephanie. They're responsible for the yeah. OC and Gossip Girl. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not just a coincidence, I think. I think Nico is just, you know, Nico is that she just she needs that she needs the the goth aesthetic to you know make her feel like she has that thing that she can control and that's like truly her own thing yeah you know what else i think is really cool about the show um because obviously there's a new character in your sister who Mm -hmm. who commits suicide but as obviously we find out in season two is murdered uh by By the one and only yeah oh jonah oh jonah carolina oh carolina that scene is woof. Yeah. Ooh. I remember it was um when we shot that scene, it was actually the fourth of July. Wait, you had to shoot the saddest, most yeah. complex, yeah. most my was, girlfriend is literally telling me yeah. that her dad killed my sister and she <laughs> wants me to be okay with, with it. it. And we're living together. Yeah, in the same room. Uh we're on a bed. Uh it was like July third turning July fourth, like we were shooting, you know, into the night. Yeah. And so as soon as we started shooting that scene, the fireworks started happening. But it actually was like, mm. it worked for the scene because it felt like every boom felt like a heartbeat. Mm. It just kind of, it worked. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, but magical it's also day. a really hard scene, right? Yeah. And I think something that's really cool about it, and Stephanie and Josh and Quentin and all the folks that go into writing this and these complex interwoven storylines, mm-hmm. right? Because you have a huge cast. Yeah. All season regulars. Huge. And each person doesn't have just one storyline. You've got the storyline with, you know, learning about your powers. You've got the storyline with my girlfriend's dad killed my sister. And then you've got the storyline with your parents who in the comic books are just bad. They're just Well, they're pure evil in the comic books, yeah. But they're complex and they're real. And, you know, getting to know... Brittany and getting to know James, who are just so nice. I know. it's That's double creepy. <laughs> right? Because they're so nice. Like, so nice in person. So talented. Just the greatest people. Like, I love Brittany and James. I don't know what I would do if I had mm. anyone else playing my parents on the show. I think it'd be ver- a very different show. Yeah. Yeah. But also the crew is amazing, right? Like, And the crew is amazing. And I hear that you have a group chat with all yeah so we have we have several we have a group chat with the runaways and the pride so everyone in the cast together and then i have a group chat with my runaways oh yeah but we it's pretty much on the daily it's like always going off my notifications so i guess the answer of do you guys hang out outside of sex is a yes yeah and we're yeah it's it's kind of sad because it's like we we, you know we hang out we're working together constantly every day we see each other for 14 hours every day sometimes six days a week yet after work we still want to have dinner together that's amazing they're they're my best friends i'd do anything for them all right so i am imagining that at some point karaoke has had to have happened with this crew and if not you now you're mm -hmm. like 
that's we have to we have to but then it's not fair because uh, we mm. actually have actual singers you have in you our have a cast. front you have a front woman yeah we we have Ariella Barrera yeah. and Allegra Acosta who's like su- they're both super talented yeah. they're great singers so i don't know if i want to be doing karaoke with those people i just, just i, I mean, don't know karaoke's sure. about the spirit and the heart right yeah but um see that's where i'm very <laughs> close to nico i'm <laughs> i'm competitive I, that's why I was a gymnast. I was going to say, that's the gymnast in Utah. Yeah, I, I compete. Yeah. And that's pretty amazing. It's like, I have a friend, I have a couple of friends actually who did the gymnast circuit. There is just a sort of discipline and competitive nature within yourself. Yeah. It's not a team. It's It's not a a team team sport, but it's not a team sport. It's not a team sport at all all it's like even in i had a team that i was in as a rhythmic gymnast but mm-hmm. i was even competitive you know with my teammates like yeah. we had to fight for a coach's attention yeah so and then you're technically that's... you're also competing against your teammates to rank right yeah and even in the country like even if you know you're uh, competing to try out for the olympic trials you it's a competition um, so yeah, I, I, I guess like it's been ingrained in me that everything's a competition and, and now I'm just trying to like get that out of my system and not, I don't want to be a 25 year old thinking that like I need to beat people at all times. Like that's horrible. So what are some of your inspirations? Cause I feel like there's, you've got to have something that keeps you going. Cause mm-hmm. this is, you've talked about it. There's long hours. It's putting yourself in front of people all the time and doing auditions. Mm-hmm. It's prepping. It's acting coaches yeah. it's doing it all over again oh i just think about all those well, little girls that look like me who who you know want to see characters that feel like tell their stories and i think that's so important i just yeah and i'm so happy to play nico because i do get dms from these young girls uh, telling me how it's been so important to them to see nico and and yeah, I I think about those kids all the time, and I think, yeah, I got to keep going. I, I can sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> My mom used to say that. Like, like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> you can sleep when you're dead, honey. Yeah, Just yeah, keep yeah. Going. Yeah. Um, so what's your favorite thing about Nico? Her loyalty, mm. her honesty, That's her perseverance. Uh, there's just so many things that I love about Nico. But she's got a lot of flaws, too. <laughs> but I think that's the beauty of it, right? Like, yeah. at the end of the day, we all kind of do these things we love, right? And mm-hmm. we're, we're so blessed and privileged to be able to, to tell stories and talk to storytellers and be around other creatives. You know, flaws are yeah. the things that make everyone different and unique. Mm-hmm. And everyone on the Runaways and everyone of Pride is a very special snowflake. Right. And that's why I think people In the love- best way possible. <laughs> in the best way possible. But I also think that's why people find Dinoro to be so wonderful because, mm. I mean, not only are they, you know, representing something so important, but also they're they're complete opposites and they kind of complete each other. I mean, I guess that's, I don't really like phrasing it that way, but Nico's th- knows the darkness very well and, and she's able to lead Carolina through it. Yeah. And Carolina is the light of her life. I also like Dinoru. I just heard that. You you didn't know about Dinoru? Oh my god. I didn't know that was how it was shipped. We yeah. were we were What'd working you think it was? We were working through every single Carolina, wording. Nicolina? Nicolina, I think, came up on the list. No, it's Dinoru, um, honey. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Like in the scripts for um when a- a- any scene is taking place in the in the Carolina and Nico's so room. So the writers ship The you. writers call it, like on the script, it's written every time as the Dinora room. 
So the treehouse is the Denora room. It's I called like yeah, it. Denora I'm, room. I'm here it, for it's, it. It's it's a fact now. It is canon. <laughs> it is canon. Yes. Done. 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 <laughs> I stand. <laughs> I actually do stand for that entire relationship. When it when the when the the latest kiss happened in the in the comics, I was like. I know. I mean, am I allowed to toot my own horn and say that we did it first? I mean, you know what? Is that okay to say? Do it. Yeah, we did it first, guys. I'm, I'm proud really, of us. really glad we we brought that through. I and know. I'm really glad. It's and such a beautiful thing. It's like finally all I, these years. And I love the way you you're able to articulate Carolina being a lesbian mm-hmm. and Nico being bi, and mm-hmm. that being something that is normalized in the storyline. Yeah, and it speaks so much to the writers, and it speaks so much to like being able to pull it off. Like it's it's not also very easy amidst all the other crazy things that are happening. Really? I feel like that's, I mean, I do get asked about, like, the pressure that I feel about representing that well. And, of course, like, I, I take it very seriously. But for me, um, I just, it's it's such a pleasure working with um, Virginia Gardner on the show. Because from the start, before we even got the script for the pilot, we had already read the, the comic, like, the first volume or whatever. And we already saw that chemistry there. That we were like, no, they need to something needs to happen between those two like i don't know it's just yeah. it's something that we should explore um it'd be such a waste if they didn't so we were really really kind of you know wanting to make that happen this whole time and yeah it's really worked out well for us all right so quick fire round yes let's go all right so what is your favorite superhero I gotta say, I grew up watching Miyazaki movies, and I don't know if she's exactly a superhero, but she is a strong, badass female character in a movie called Princess Mononoke, and her name is San, and I've always looked up to her, always, so I gotta I gotta give it to her, San. I love it. Yeah. So if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, I used to say to make food instantly, but now I feel like to be, to go anywhere instantly, just to be able to teleport, that'd be awesome. I like this. Because traveling is, you know, I mean, it's fun, but the plane rides, you know, the red eyes, I, I don't really need that in my life, so. Nobody really wants to be on the plane. They just want to go. No, I want to go. Yeah. And be there. Exactly. What is your superpower? What is my superpower yeah. as Lyric Okano? Just Lyric Okano. Oh, this is so hard. I'm a great friend. I think. I try. That's a superpower, right? That is totally a superpower. Yeah. Completely valid. <laughs> what is on your current streaming playlist? Oh, I got a lot of Billie Eilish. I got a lot of Mitski. I mean, Ariel and Allegra, they recommend me songs all the time. So it's it's right up their alleys. Um, Yeah, what else? Oh, and then I guess when we were shooting the show, I was listening to a lot of like um, Fiona Apple, The Cranberries, Stevie Nicks. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of, uh, there's so much Nirvana and yeah. I'm here for this entire playlist. Oh, good. Is, also, it, is it okay? <laughs> yeah, totally cool. Also, Billie Eilish actually made it into the, the show. Yeah, Ocean Eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite song. Oh, the song. I know. I'm so sad. Like, I, I love my show way too much. I'm such a loser. I need to get a life. No, I think it's amazing. Uh, like, my free time, I spend my time listening to Ocean Eyes. It's like, no, it's totally no? no. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. So, you know, I, I, w- I went and found every single song. Because the really? songs are so good. See, I so the some show- of them are not some of them are not available. Like there's one in particular that happens in the 
the diner the scene, diner scene? With James. Um, so when he's in stasis in his brain, he's in a diner. Oh, right, right, right. So those songs are sometimes hard to find. That's how good the, that's how good the songs are. Wow. No, Josh actually, um, he's like, he's our showrunner and he's always on set with us, but he's there constantly just like listening to music and finding new music. Like he's, he's such a music head. Like he loves doing that for the show. And it, it makes the difference, right? Like when you watch the scene... And the scenes are so amazing and complex. And even the fact that the the set is like this beautiful, functioning, gorgeous. I was so glad I got to like see it in person. Yeah. And then yeah. you start listening to the lyrics and then you place that with the scene and mm-hmm. you're just like. Yeah. Like, like with Ocean Eyes and, and Carolina Nico's scene. Like that was pretty epic. Yeah. It's it's and I also love the fact that as the world expands, the genres start expanding. Yeah. Just like. It, it's just absolutely amazing. Oh, I'm so proud of our show. And we actually got a chance to go up to the conservatory and go on the hill. You did? And like, yeah, when we were there, we like took a drive up to the conservatory. And I was you like, got to. this is great. Yeah, Griffith Park beautiful. is amazing. Yeah. It was my first time. It was my first time there. It's beautiful. We got to shoot there. Isn't that insane? How lucky are we? Thank you so much, Lyrica, for sitting down with me. I am so excited. We finally got an opportunity to sit down and talk more in depth about your journey and all the cool things to come. But also, I'm kind of looking forward to re-watching Marvel's Runaways Season 2, streaming exclusively now on Hulu, to get another perspective of all the cool things that happened during this season. That's it for this week. We will see you next time.